0: Maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles open, today we'll be in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 20 through 24. The title of this sermon is, A Transformed Life in Christ. Here is the first half of this two-part study. All right, today we're in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 24. I simply entitled this, A Transformed Life in Christ. A Transformed Life in Christ. And we'll look at it in three parts in verses 20 and 21. Transformed by the example of Christ. In verses 22 and 23, transformed life by putting off the old man. And in verse 24, a transformed life by putting on the new man. So last week we talked about what happens when you are giving up to a futile mind, Uh, when you lack truth, you seek vanity, and then it begins to darken your understanding, and it begins to make you a stranger and alienate you from the life of God. Uh, You become ignorant, you become blind uh, of the heart, you have callousness of the heart, you don't feel anymore. You don't have pain or grief about your sin, and you just start drifting away from God. And that drifting away is from the life of God. Remember we talked about the life of God, the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, the following the will of God, opening the Word of God, coming to church, praying. All of those things happen when you become a stranger and you're given up to a futile mind. And Paul is trying to give the contrast here now, and he's going to continue this throughout the remainder of chapter 4 of things that you need to put off and things you need to put on. And Paul is going to break this down, and this is very important for you to understand. What we're looking at is not heavily theological Scripture. This is very basic and simple. And the hardest part is, is that it's so simplistic, we struggle with the application of it. That's where we struggle, right? We look at the gospel and we go, yeah, we, I get it. But we struggle with the application part. And that's what we need to work on. And that's what we're going to talk about. What it is to have a transformed life by the example of Christ. Let's look at our first point there in verse 20. It says, but you have not so learned Christ. Now, Paul uses this term once before in Colossians chapter, three, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. It says, as you also learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of the Christ on your behalf. And the word learned is actually the word, the root word for disciple. You've learned. Somebody taught you Epaphras, right? And that's why it comes down to the Great Commission. We are supposed to walk alongside those that are new in the faith or somebody who's coming back to the faith. Discipleship. Discipleship is such an important part of the church. And that's what he's saying. You've learned Christ. You, you need to disciple. Christ is discipling you as you disciple others. And Jesus commands us to teach and convert the word as well and the fellowship of the local church. It's part of what we do as we disciple. We walk alongside you. We do life together. And guess what? Your life is just as messy as mine. That's what we, we're so private, but we're so not private. We're so private, but we're so socially out there, right? But you're private with your stuff, but you put everything out online. And it's like at church, you need to know that there are people that you can walk alongside, that your, your business ain't going out in the street, Okay. And and that you you understand, like, I can tell this person, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to be a dad. Right? Be honest. Be honest. I can remember what it's like to have five kids. I can remember what it's like to to be like, man, I just don't know if I'm going to get through today. But you need to be able to disciple, have somebody that's willing to disciple you and walk alongside you. And that you learn Christ together my job is to teach you the word of God so you learn Christ through his word because that's what transforms our lives but it's our job as well to disciple each other and you're probably thinking Mike who disciples you senior pastor and teacher Joe Marquez still today he's been doing it since 2009 when something's happening something's going on Make the phone call. Get a hold of them by text. I need prayer. I have guys here in town. The pastors meet. All of us. All the pastors meet. Right? All the pastors meet. And we, we have, let me tell you, there's some things <laughs> that could happen. And we need prayer. And we're praying for each other. Praying for the churches. You need, I need it. So I, you need it too. Right? So you need to be learned discipled in Christ and what does it mean to learn Christ well simply he saved us he changed us he made us like himself he delivered us from this world you're no longer of the flesh and your standard of living your example is Christ that's what you learn now all of that sounds very simple but living this out is where we struggle because of why free will it's free will that's what always trips us up first john chapter 4 verse 6 says we are of god he who knows god hears us he who is not of god does not hear us by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error we we have to have people that we can uh listen to as teachers and 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 be under their their guidance and and that's important for us to understand it's like when when we spend time with people do you Do you spend time talking about? I would tell you to talk about the Cowboys and the Spurs, but neither one of them have been great in a long time. Now, we can talk Georgia Bulldogs all day long, especially because we're ranked number one, right? I can do that all day long. But do you talk about real things like, hey, where are you at in your Bible reading? Hey, can I pray for you? Because that sounds like a heavy thing that you're trying to carry. You know, are we serious about our faith? And, and and we we find out you know in time time tells whether or not we're really walking with God or not you find out if that person's just a natural man or a natural woman if they're still in the flesh their actions usually come out in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 it says but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolish to him nor can the, can he know them because they are spiritually discerned As we learn Christ, one of the things that we learned is we learned earlier in this chapter that each of you are given a gift from God. As you become a follower of Christ, some of you have been given gifts. And we're to use and administrate those gifts to each other within the body of Christ, right? In the church. And so all of us have a position that we are to play. And he talked about the unity of the Spirit. Drawn together by the gospel of Jesus Christ and Him being the head, and one of the things that, that kills a church more than anything is when we aren't learning Christ. And a good way of putting this is if I have an offensive line, I'm going to go back to football. Right? They're supposed to block for the quarterback. Okay. Now, if the offensive line hasn't studied the same plays that the quarterback studied, they're going to go one direction, and the quarterback's going to get what killed. He's going to get killed. And so for us, we have a playbook. We have the playbook. This is your playbook. This is what you're supposed to be studying to learn Christ. Christ is from the beginning of Genesis all the way to Revelation. You can have that same analogy. You can have a, a quarterback who study the plays, and you have the offensive line that study the plays, but you have a wide receiver who's not in shape. They're not in the Word of God. They're not praying. They come to church sporadically. And if I go to throw the ball to him, he ain't going to have the energy or the time to run down the, the line to catch it. We have to understand it's the body of Christ. It's, it's when, when the body of Christ is functioning and working together, we're learning Christ together. But when we start allowing ourselves to be given up to the futility of our minds and darkened understanding, we get pulled away from God Because of the callousness of our heart. And we start allowing our lives to be controlled by lewdness, uncleanliness, and greediness. We have to remember, if we are to learn Christ, John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, and the glory as as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. If you are to learn Christ, you are to know His Word because He is the Word, the Logos. And the Word became flesh. Well, you know, it's, it's right there. You know, it's learn Christ, learn Him, learn His Word. If you are to be guided by the Holy Spirit, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 through 16. But as He who called you holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. We are to be uh, understanding that you are to practice holiness, practice righteousness. Why do I use the word practice? Because you have free will and you will sin at some point. That's why you have grace. That's why you can confess that sin and repent and turn back to Jesus. It doesn't mean that we want to keep sinning. What we understand is the cost of the sin. But what we see is that we have a church that has gotten away from being holy. We've, we've gotten an American church that has allowed the culture and the world into the church. And the things that they're teaching don't line up with Scripture. You want to know what you're supposed to do? Micah chapter 6, verse, uh, chapter six verse 8. He who's shown you, O oh man, what is good... And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So, you know, to be in His Word, you're to be holy, you're to to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. You're learning Christ right now. This is just going through Scripture. These are things that we should be doing. It's what we should be doing. But he says in verse 21, If you indeed have heard Him, have and have been taught by him. Now you've heard him. Now for many, you go, well, I I don't hear Christ, right? I haven't heard him. John 10, verses 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them and they follow me. If anyone is listening to Jesus, you know his voice. You hear his voice through his word. It's understanding that you are to be taught by him and to hear him. And understanding that to be taught by him, it will be an example you would know. In Acts chapter 14, uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 13. It says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. If you've been with Jesus, they would understand. If you're being instructed, you've learned Christ, you've heard Christ, you're being taught by Christ you would know it would be in the way that you study the word the way that you have communion and the way that you spend time meditating on god's word spending time in prayer walking and wanting to know his will for your life following the voice of his of his word for to be taught by him he tells us in john 14 15 if you love me keep my commandments In john 14 21 he who has my commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I love that, like, if you want because people will say, I've never heard him, I've never been taught by him, I've never learned him, and it's simply this, like, I, I will love him and manifest myself to him. Do you understand that? Like, you, you have people in your life right now that need Jesus, You pray that. Lord, manifest yourself to Him. Show yourself to be real. So they have to make a decision today. You pray that. You pray that. And and if you need God, like, Lord, I need you to manifest yourself into this Word so I can understand it. I need you to teach me. I've been there. I've cried that out. And the Holy Spirit that resides in you through the power of the Holy Spirit will teach you the Word of God. And we forget that. And you go, but he's never taught me how to pray. He taught you how to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The the disciples ask the same thing. It's in his word. You can be taught. It's whether or not you, what kind of student were you? I was not a good student. I, I barely passed high school. Academically suspended from two universities. And then I met Christ. And I started being able to understand the word of God. And I went back to school and got my degree, which should have never happened. But it's all because of God. It's not Mike. God will manifest himself to you. God will show you exactly what he wants for you, your life, your family, everything. You just need to ask. In James chapter 1, verse 25, he says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. He talks about the perfect law of liberty. He's like, you need to gaze into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word of God. In James chapter 1, verse 25. And he tells you, like, don't forget it. Be a hearer of it. Be a doer of it. And you'll be blessed. And you'll be blessed. And it says in, in verse 21, and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So last week we learned that when you have the futility of the mind, you're lacking truth. You start lacking truth. In John 14, 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the truth. And the thing is, is what we need to remember is even in, in Ephesians, it tells you to stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. It's the first piece of armor to put on. And if the truth is Jesus, the demons flee, the mountains shake. We have no power, but He does, right? We put on truth. What does the world not want? Truth. What is the biggest question that the kids ask today? What is truth? What is a male? What is a female? What is truth? I define truth. That's how our culture is today. We were listening to um, the Christian Worldview coming in this morning on the radio station on Sun, Salt, and Light. And um, he was talking about things that are going on in our country that are demonic. And, And one of the things they said is like, it used to be back in the 90s, you could actually have a debate with somebody and bring facts and truth and come to a place of, of agreement. Or at least saying, you know what, That's, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. Now there is no truth. I define what truth is. That's how they, this culture is. I define what a male is. I define what a female is. I define what gender is. I can live however I want. They're talking about the increase of demonic, satanic after-school programs throughout the United States. That stuff 20 years ago never would happen, but it's happening now. We're, we're, We're focused on the wrong thing. When we think about truth, we think about Jesus Christ, and if He is the way and the truth and the life, we have to understand that it's not the politicians. We're focused on the wrong thing. It's not the LGBTQ and all that other stuff. It's not that. It's not gender equality. It's not that. There's a demonic force at power in our United States and we need to wake up to that because if Jesus is the way, truth, and life, the demonic forces know their time is coming to an end and they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink out. And Americans are being so gullible and falling right into it. You have the the head of the water organization in Maui talking about false gods of water. The God of water. Somebody ought to dunk him in a bucket of water and wake him up. Because people died because of a holistic approach of equity in Maui. What is wrong with us? There's a fire. You put the fire out. Kids died. That's demonic. You have, you have people trying to buy land and acquire the land, and the bodies have not even been picked up out of the ground yet. What is wrong with us? In Minneapolis, you can go to the art studio, downtown Minneapolis, and cast and call out demons for your family. It was a family event. And they want you to know who those demons are so you can use them in your life. This is happening. So I don't look at a president as a problem. I don't look at a Congress or a Senate as a problem. I see a demonic problem in the United States. And I'm asking the questions, where are the Christians at? If the mountains shake and the demons flee, what are we doing? Are we praying? Are we asking these things to be cast out? Are we asking for the truth of God's Word to go out? If I am, as a pastor, to teach you that, that, that you're supposed to learn Christ, you hear of Him, you've been taught by Him, and you know the truth that is in Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something, they can take your freedom because they will try to at some point. But they cannot take the truth from you. They can take your Bibles, but they cannot take Jesus Christ from you who resides in you. That's the truth. They can't separate me from that. Kill me, stone me, whatever you want, but my body doesn't end here. My soul goes on to heaven. Fine. But do we have that understanding That that's how we follow Jesus. Are we willing to do that? Because we have what we have happening now is we have a lot of just fans of Christ. We have fans of Christ. We have people attending churches like Transformation Church in Oklahoma City. The guy is not teaching biblically. The guy is cursing on stage. The guy is tossing, making it rain on stage. Calling Jesus a stripper. And it's the biggest growing church in America. And they're fans. They're lost. They're not being taught the Word of God. They're not being taught the truth of Christ. This is what's happening in our world today. We are called to be followers of Christ. We are to walk in the light. To walk away from the dark understanding of the futile mind. He tells us in our second point, transform life by putting off the old man. He says that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. To put off, to cast aside. And the concerning the former conduct. To stop doing the things that displease God. That's as blunt as I can say it. If you know what displeases God, stop. Okay? Because he's talking about the corrupt. That what he's talking about is, is that corrupt thing that you're carrying is a te- decomposing body. You, you keep trying to put on the old man, and that thing is dead. You got your shovel out, you done dug it up, and you're carrying it around again. That's why Paul says in your former conduct, in, in Galatians chapter 1, verse 3, he says, have you heard of my former conduct in Judaism? How I persecuted the church beyond measure and tried to destroy it. He's, Paul was saying that's who I used to be. I'm not that no more. Paul wasn't that anymore, and that's how we should be, it's like we, I love Paul's life because, you know, people like Daniel in the Bible, from the beginning of his life to the end of his life was a man of God, you want to look at a great example of a young man? That's a great example of the Bible, Peter's a great example, because we're a lot, a lot of us have Peter in us, right, we do, but he, he was a follower of Christ, he was a follower of Christ. And so our former conduct should be no longer. That old you should be gone. And, and there should be no deceitful lust. That's what you get deceived by. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Stop walking back to the darkness. Like, what else do you need to know? To, do you need an affirmation from God? You're, you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're His own special people. And He's using you to proclaim His praises to this world. And yet, you were called out of darkness but you keep walking back to the darkness. Walk in his marvelous light. Romans chapter 6, verse 4, "...therefore we buried with him through baptism and, uh, and to death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life." And then Romans chapter 6, 6, "...knowing this, that the old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin."